about ready. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, this is uh, Minnesota Home Ownership Center's second episode of the Welcome Home Podcast. Bear with us. We're still learning how to do this. Um, today we are going to talk about the Home Ownership Opportunity Alliance. And joining me are two very active and I would say I would say key partners in this initiative, Portia Jackson and Trent Bowman. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having Thanks us. For having us. Uh, Portia, you're with Ramsey County these days, but you used to be a homeownership advisor, and we know you well in that role. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing now with Ramsey County, and, and maybe how you came to be involved in this, uh, in this important line of work. So um, right now at Ramsey County, I'm a community development specialist. So uh, my little niche is that I uh, manage all the owner-occupied programs in suburban Ramsey County. So your down payment assistance, your rehab mm -hmm. loans, mortgage assistance, uh, weatherization, uh, healthy homes, layer program, things of that nature. So I run those programs and we do have some new initiatives that will be coming up soon. Um, and I got into this work because I bought a house about, it'll be seven years in July. Mm -hmm. So um, I made sure that I did my homework and I figured out, you know, who to go to, what I needed to do and where I need to be. So I basically went to PRG, which is one of the one of the um, organizations that is part of Homeownership Opportunity Alliance. Mm -hmm. um, and I talked to Erin Wilson and she kind of put me on a path of um, where to go and what to do, you know, what I need to clean up with my credit, how much I need to save, what I could possibly afford with the payment that I wanted. And um, so I bought my house. And then after doing that for, you know, two and a half years, I'm like, oh, I should be doing this like, professionally and mm -hmm. then an opportunity became available <laughs> so i started working at washington county cda as a home ownership specialist and then i became the program manager of home ownership uh advising services with prg um and then now i am a community development specialist so i work um i used to work more one-on-one -on -one with clients but now organizations are my clients so i do more macro work yeah which i wanted to do anyway is to kind of make a difference on a, on a larger level so that's where i'm at now yeah yeah and it's a big difference you can make we were talking a little bit about this before the show began i mean the the the, the, the insight you bring to a a powerful position like that is super valuable to the community so um i'm we're excited to keep working with you i know that I'm excited to be with y'all again. Yay. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Um, the other thing, I, I, I always bring my notes here. Yes. Um, Portia, you are the one that's been uh, pushing us to do a podcast for at least the last four years. And so I wanted yeah. to make darn sure I got you as a guest on uh, on one of our first shows. Yeah. So we're also very fortunate to have Trent Bowman with us today. Trent's with Midwest One Home Mortgage, and he's been a key part of the Homeownership Opportunity Alliance effort as well. Um, welcome, Trent. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Uh, thank you again, Bill. Uh, again, Trent Bowman. Um, I'm with Midwest One Bank, and I am the current VP for CRA Business Development. My path uh, in this whole home ownership journey started many, many, many years ago. I don't want to age myself, but <laughs> I'm up there. <laughs> so I started off at, actually, I worked for Dayton Hudson Corporation, you know, for a few years, about six or seven years. And mm -hmm. But before I started working at Dayton's, you know, in college, you know, I used to work a job, get a job for four months, quit, mm -hmm. get another job for six months and quit. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was like, why do you keep getting jobs and quitting? And I was like, because, mom, it's going to help my resume. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, it's not food. <laughs> She says, you got to go, you got to work at a job and you got to stay at that job and you got to build a network in the job. You got to get promoted. You got to do other <laughs> things within the organization. That's what's going to help your resume. And actually to be, it was the best advice ever She's, given to me. She you sounds know? correct. Yeah, yeah. It was yes. best, you know, God rest her soul. So, so I worked for Dayton Hudson uh, for about seven or eight years and uh, then I was riding the bus, you know, that's when we rode the bus back mm -hmm. in the good old days. Mm -hmm. That was my vehicle, the mm -hmm. big red, mm -hmm. you know, it dropped me off, uh, in front of my house and it took me to work behind my house, yep. you know? So this young lady was, you know, she was like, Hey, Trent, man, they're hiring at Prudential Home Mortgage. I'm like, Prudential Home Mortgage? I've never even heard of it. She said, Oh, they're hiring. So I put my resume together and put my resume in there. And, uh, and this was the first job that, that I was paid a salary. Ah, 
No, I'm gonna age again. I'm gonna age myself again because the salary they was they offered me back then was like nineteen five. <laughs> so you know, I, I I called my sister Tracy. I'm like, oh man, they offered me nineteen five. And Tracy was like, well, counter, see if you can get a little more. So I countered a twenty one five, and they accepted. There you, know, you go. You couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> First salary job, but I started off as a processor. Yeah. So, but one of the things that I loved about Prudential. Even though we didn't know the mortgage business, uh -huh. I had more of a background in credit uh, and customer service. Uh -huh. um, but them training us, it was like being in college, uh -huh. but getting paid for it. I mean, we were in training for like, I think, six weeks. Uh -huh. yeah. I mean, we learned everything from how to read a pay stub to what to look for in a pay stub, um, how to read a bank statement, look for the NSFs, look for, you know, anything that could cause a challenge of an individual getting approved. Uh, so just learning the business from mm -hmm. the ground level, I mean, it was just phenomenal. And, you know, I, we, I just had a great time. Mm -hmm. So then I wanted to be an underwriter. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, you know, I'm working on, you know, I did, I was a processor for two years and I thought I was pretty good. I was, you know, very organized. And back then they didn't play. I mean, you mm -hmm. had so many days to turn mm -hmm. that loan from an A15 to an A35 <laughs> to a B20 to a CO5. Uh -huh. And CO5 meant it's ready for underwriting. <laughs> but you had so many days to get, you know, to get it done. But it just, again, it taught me the 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 operation side, the, the packaging of the right. loan and how to put a loan together and give the short story and really give the underwriter the reason on why this loan should be approved. And believe it or not, in my role that I have today, I, I use those skills sure. uh, for what I do today. Mm -hmm. So so I wanted to be an underwriter. I got my level one underwriting authority. You know, I still worked at Dayton's part-time because mm -hmm. back then we got that 20% discount. <laughs> Very you <nice> know? <laughs> and, you know, we started to wear suits and, you know, getting into our careers and, yep. you know, trying to look professional, et cetera, et cetera. So then some, you know, um, uh, Kelly Anderson and Jeanette Francis, who were uh, sales managers at uh, Prudential at the time, said, you know, nah, yeah. well, why are you trying to be an underwriter? I said, because, you know, I want to have that that final say. I want to yeah. I want to have the signature. I, you know, I, I want to be the whiz. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I got all the power, but no one can challenge me or talk to me. You know, uh -huh. I can say, yay or nay. They said, nah, you're a salesperson. You know, so that would uh, started my journey as a loan officer. Okay, and I became a loan officer to speed the story up. Became a loan officer, started working my way up. I uh, worked for some, uh, worked for Wells. Uh, well, actually, it was Northwest Mortgage. Then it became mm -hmm. Wells. Uh, they left Wells, went somewhere else, went mm -hmm. back to Wells, mm -hmm. went somewhere else, went back to Wells. <laughs> Started doing that three-month thing <laughs> right, again. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I will say, I didn't burn no bridges. Yeah. You know, That's so, the part right yes, there. Right. That's it. Yes, Same here. Yeah, it, it didn't burn no bridges. <laughs> so, because you never know when you're going to have to go back right. to a previous It always comes so, around. So, mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, worked my way up. Again, worked with another company, became a branch manager. Uh, then the industry crashed, yeah. you know, then I knew when I had the second chance to get back in it, you know, and I actually, I left the industry mm. and, uh, uh, cause I, you know, I lost my mojo, if you will. Sure. I lost my confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, you know, I just didn't know if I can do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And there was a, there was a real estate agent, uh, by the name of Mary Spears mm -hmm. and, you know, Mary would, you know, would always, you know, brother, you got to get back in the business. I'm gonna pray for you. You know, you, you, this is your niche. Mm -hmm. This is what you mm -hmm. do, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, so everything worked itself out. I was able to get back into the business and, and started focusing, you know, on first time home buyers. Yeah. Um, you know, we were a part of the initial Emmy, uh, the emerging markets right. uh, um, uh, group, which is now the home ownership Alliance group, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, so knowing that there was a challenge and a struggle in home ownership for black people, mm -hmm. even in the past, as well as mm -hmm. today, you know, it really drove me to, to say, to say, to take a step, uh, back and says, okay, what can I do yeah. to educate new home buyers of tomorrow uh, to be homeowners, but be homeowners that can sustain the home right. and start building that generational wealth mm -hmm. within their family structure. Right. So right. that's a little bit of my background. Well, I, I, I'll say it again. We're really lucky to have uh, people with your, with, with your lived insights into, you know, mm -hmm. helping other people to achieve this. So um, thank you. And it sure is fun to work with both of you. I'll say that as well. 
Um, so uh, let's get into today's topic, the Home Ownership Opportunity Alliance. So just for background, um, the HOA, as we call it sometimes, was launched in 2018, although I hear Trent talking about how it, it had been around for a long time behind yeah, the scenes yeah, before yeah, that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, and uh, it was uh, convened um, by the uh, Home Ownership Center, us, as well as Minnesota Housing. Um, and uh, today it exists as a coalition of, this is what we say, of engaged industry leaders who are actively dedicated to closing Minnesota's racial home ownership gap. And we've discussed that on, on the program before. Mm -hmm. It's one of the worst in the nation here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, from the group's statement of purpose, the ultimate goal of this coalition is to provide opportunities to collaboratively develop partnerships, programs, resources, and best practices as, as a catalyst for systemic change, this is a really long sentence, that advances homeownership equity in Minnesota. So um, who's part of this? Participants include staff from financial institutions like Trent, uh, nonprofits, government entities like Porsche, uh, real estate companies, and, and, and others. Um, most of its work is, uh, is behind the scenes where we work towards systemic change, but then we're also in the community where we bring awareness to the key myths mm -hmm. that keep many people from seeing homeownership as possible for themselves. Um, so today, I want to talk mainly about our public awareness efforts, mm -hmm. and you guys know this. The, we want to promote the fact that homeownership is possible and that one-on-one -on -one help is available for free to help you to achieve it for yourself. So let's let's spend some time talking about these myths. Um, maybe the most daunting one is the myth that you need a 20% down payment to buy a home. Uh, with the median home price in Minnesota now above 300k, I think it's even 360 or something in the metro. <laughs> that mean you'd need to bring to the table 60 grand in cash, and and I, I, that sounds pretty daunting to me. Uh, Trent, let's talk about that. What are the facts here about about uh, the down payment that you need to do? Mm -hmm. Well, I can just let's just be clear: you don't need 20 percent. No. You know, let's just be clear on that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can get into a home with as little as 3%, 5%. Mm -hmm. um, in some cases, you can get into into a house with no percent, mm -hmm. you know. But, some, but let's be clear, you do have some out-of-pocket expenses, you know, that you will incur when it comes to purchasing a home, mm -hmm. you know. So, so as a, as a community <laughs> development person in the business, you know, my role and my job is to make sure you understand uh, that you have to have some skin in the game. So let's be clear, buying a house is not free, mm -hmm. right? So just because we say you don't need 20%, you know, there's still some out-of-pocket Expenses. You need a thousand dollars for your earnest money, or anywhere between five hundred and a thousand. Mm -hmm. And if you have the ability to put more down, then God bless you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you're going to need money to pay for the appraisal. Appraisers are independent. You know, they, you know, they, you know, they have to be paid up front. You know, because mm -hmm. the lender is not going to fit that bill. Right. Um, you'll have a home inspection. You know, and a home inspection can be anywhere from, you know, two seventy five, in some cases five hundred, depending on the type of home, whether okay. it's a single family dwelling, whether it's a duplex. Plex, triplex, fourplex, etc. So the buyer or that first-time home buyer really needs to understand, you know, the out-of-pocket expenses one, and that they still should have at least three to five percent of their own funds, um, even if they're not going to use those funds for the full bottom-line transaction. Mm -hmm. uh, because one of the things that we have to continue to educate our first-time home buyers is tomorrow money. Right. You know, you can you don't want to buy a house and utilize all your today money yeah. because there is something called reserves. Mm -hmm. And we never know when that black cat can walk our path. Uh -huh. So we gotta make sure that we have the necessary asset resources to be able to protect ourselves in the future. So it's very important, you know, that we educate our, our potential home buyers uh for that tomorrow money and having those assets. But again, you know, to to clarify the question. You don't need twenty percent. Okay. Well, that that is uh, that is good news. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert! I already knew that, but but uh, <laughs> it is good news. Um, so, and and then in addition, um, there's the issue of down payment assistance. Mm -hmm. And and Portia, you're more familiar with this uh, due to your tenure as a home ownership advisor. Um, tell us a little bit about 
how this works and also you know the fact that it's 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 also not necessarily free money right well down payment assistance really um is there to either increase your buying power or to just to help you to have a more affordable payment mm -hmm. um you know there is there are a lot of different down payment assistance opportunities. Minnesota Housing always has down payment assistance. Um, there usually is, you know, a bank or another organization that would have um, limited time, but funds available, um, especially for BIPOC households or households that have um, have wealth extracted from from them generationally, i.e., black people, black households. Um, but there there are some times where there are focused there is a focus on that. But down payment assistance can look a lot of different ways. Sometimes, most times, it's a deferred loan, which basically means that, hey, we have $25,000 for you. You have a 30-year loan. Um, it's pretty much silent. You don't have to make a payment on it. But once either you sell the house, you're re refinanced with cash out, or that 30-year loan comes due or is, is done, then we need that money back. And you pay that money back. Right, right. right. And usually people, you know, will refinance and do yep. it because... Um, like a person like me who bought six years ago, it's a lot of equity in my house. So yep. if I decided to refinance or do whatever, I would, if I had down payment assistance, I would pay that back. Yep. Um, but sometimes it's a grant. Uh, right now, we, uh, Ramsey County, are developing down payment assistance that is deferred, but also could be sort of a grant because if you stay in the home for a certain amount of time over the years, maybe at like 5% a year, that amount can be forgiven ah. so that if you, you know, if we borrowed you, you know, if yep. we borrowed $50,000 to you over time, that could go away and that could be your $50,000 because you stayed mm -hmm. in that home mm -hmm. and, you you know, you took care of that home and we want to also not only um, provide affordable home ownership, but we want you to have some, in, some generational wealth. Mm -hmm. We want you to um, be able to walk away with something. Um, so, that's how down payment assistance can also work as well. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it is the do upon sale or do upon cash out refinance. But it really does help people because it can be the difference between what you qualify for versus what's out there. So if you qualify for two seventy five, right. but you might need two ninety, then I, you know, have fifteen thousand dollars that right. you could possibly use right. um, that <clears throat> will not affect your monthly payment. Mm, yeah. So you know, so we really want to help folks um, any in any way that we can with that. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's not just like free money where you can just it, right. it does have some um, some rules and regulations and stipulations with it. You just really want to talk to your home ownership advisor yep. or your lender because I will say the number one thing that I want people to understand is that your down payment assistance is is attached to your lender. So if your lender does not participate in that down payment assistance program, you will not be yeah. able to get that money. Yeah. So talk to your lender early and say, hey, I want Minnesota housing. Do you do Minnesota housing? Yes. Okay, we can move yeah. forward. Because I, you know, hate to get to a point where, you know, you have this this opportunity for um, down payment assistance, but you're with a lender who does not participate right. in that program. Unfortunately, you're going to have to, if you really want that money, you're going to have to go with a different right, lender. Right, right. The other thing I'll say, too, is I tell all, I used to tell all my clients this when I was a homeownership advisor. We are all employees. You are the boss. Do not feel like however long it took you to work with Trent, if it took you three months, I know Trent done done some hard work, <laughs> but if it ain't working out and he right. can't get your DPA, then go to somebody who can. And we, yeah. I mean, I don't want you to just, you know, be hopping around, but if it really, if you are keeping your eye on the prize right. and something is not going the way that you want to go, but you know you can get there, then you can change sure. the course. Sure. You are the driver in this car. We are yep. all passengers. Yep. <laughs> Always remember that. Right. So, I, you know, I just want people to understand that. But again, the other thing, down payment assistance is attached to the lender. Yep. So the lender, not saying that if they're not participating now, that they can't participate in the future, but they have to be willing to right. go through the process to get right. approved and all that. So just saying. Yeah. Well, you, you bring up a really good point because, um, you know, down payment assistance right now, it's 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 what is the word? It's convoluted. It's very hard to yes. figure out the path forward uh it can be based on you know this neighborhood in mm -hmm. this city for people with this income mm -hmm. and you know a lot of times you know you have to qualify for it not only um income wise but maybe where you're buying the house exactly. all this other stuff. so one of the things 
that has come out of the um, the uh, you know the back office side of the HOA work is we did we um, convened a, a academic study on the potential impact of down payment assistance mm-hmm. in Minnesota, and um, we should do a whole episode on that. But the yes, the agree. bottom line is the findings were with with ten thousand five hundred dollars in down payment assistance available to, 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 to people who can't buy a house now because of whatever reasons mm-hmm. with, with on paper, that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. With just 10,500, they could mm-hmm. and and that would impact the home ownership gap because the way that the demographics work, a lot of those uh, households are are BIPOC households. Mm-hmm. Um, that could move the uh, the I think it's the black homeownership gap specifically mm-hmm. by um, something like ten percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are huge numbers, and um, we uh, actually have introduced legislation. Uh, we being a coalition of a couple mm-hmm. groups here mm-hmm. um, to try to bring some. Um, uh, uniformity to these down payment programs, um, kind of as a pilot project, uh, uh, and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But right. that is that is something we're chasing too. It's it's to help you get over the hurdle to home ownership, because you may be able to pay just the same you're paying in rent mm-hmm. to own a home, but to qualify for that loan. That's a big hurdle, and, right. and the down payment assistance can can help you out with that. So, and can I just add yeah. one thing on mm-hmm. down payment assistance? You know, use the down payment assistance, you know, for your for your advantage of home ownership for what you can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not use down payment assistance in layer yeah. multiple, multiple, multiple uh-huh. down payment assistance so you can buy more home right. than what you can really afford. Right. Sometimes I think, you know, the narrative of down payment assistance gets a little twisted mm-hmm. right. know, because then people think, well, if I buy a $250,000 house and I can find $60,000, $70,000 worth of down payment money, mm-hmm. remember your combined loan to value is one hundred five. dollars Right. Right. So, you know, housing uh, values, you know, even though it seems like housing values are increasing Mm -hmm. incredibly because of how people are selling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for the average person, I mean, like I said, I bought my house six years ago. Right. It took six years to build that equity in the home. So just be careful. Right. And this is why the one on one consultations are so important. Right. You know, with your loan officer. Understand what it all means. Yeah. Yeah. Because like like Portia said, um, you know, the money you may have to pay the money back, it, it, you know, not necessarily physically, but upon sale of the house, point, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. physically giving right. that money back. Right. So if the point of home ownership is wealth building, you, you don't want to have so much tied up in it that's not your money exactly. that exactly. you're not going to benefit from that as much as you could. And then I just had this last yeah. thing, because you never know if you're going to need a home equity line at right. some point. Right. So that's if you've true. got, if you if all your equity thing. is tied into because you've got multiple and layered down payment right. assistant money secured right. against your property, you have not giving yourself the opportunity right. to build some equity in case you need to do some repairs or in case you need to, yeah. you know, fix the house up and, and be able to build that equity. So, yeah, yep. well, but, but this is good because mm-hmm. we can clearly say though, that coming up with a down payment is doable. So mm-hmm. the 20% down myth busted, right. not true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go Let's go to our next myth uh, that we talk about, and that revolves around credit scores. Um, if you have bad credit, you're not going to qualify for a mortgage. It's, 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 it's true. However, credit can be repaired, and credit moves around all the time mm-hmm. based on, what, uh, on the actions an individual takes. So a homeownership advisor... Uh, can lay out the steps you need to take to improve your score and fix your credit. And the services of that advisor are free. And uh, Portia, why don't you uh, tell us, you used to do this, so why don't you tell us a little bit how this uh, might work in the real world? Well, um, most organizations, um, most home home, uh, ownership advising, counseling services, we're all called different things, but we basically do the one thing. And the one thing is to get you ready to buy a house. So mm-hmm. it could be a homeownership advisor, counselor, whatever. Um, but uh, the organizations that you should work with are HUD certified organizations that, um, you know, go through lots of training. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, you know, CEUs to be able to continue to to do that type of work. So the homeownership makes yep. sure that we're all up 
to speed. A whole network of HUD certified organizations. Yes, that we're always, we always um, keep abreast with what's going on. But I will say, um, you know, going to a homeownership advisor, you can get a tri-merge credit report, usually for free. Doesn't affect your um, your credit at all, because a lot of people say, oh, you put my credit, oh, my goodness, no. Mm-hmm. It's a soft pool. Mm-hmm. We're not, they're not extending credit to you. They're just giving you the information. So it doesn't knock your score down, anything like that. Usually you can get a copy of it so you can see what's reported on each one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can look at your scores and usually nine times out of 10, the homeownership advisor is in touch with loan officers and different, you know, people in the financial industry that will say, hey, you know, this is what we're looking at at FHA right now. This is what you might need to do for, for to get to a conventional, um, to get approved for a conventional loan. Mm-hmm. So we all kind of keep talking to each other so that we know what's going on. Because back when I was doing this, you know, 680 could probably get you a conventional loan. You might need to be close to 700 right now because <laughs> you're probably not going to get that 680. Mm-hmm. That 680 ain't going to get you <laughs> conventional right now. So, um, just having somebody that is always getting information, always sharing a- across um, with real estate agents, with um, you know the financial institutions, just keeping making sure they keep abreast of that. That's a benefit, and it's all free to you. So, right, um, <laughs> and that is not you don't have to qualify for that. No, wise no, no. there's no inc- there's usually free no income, you know, guidelines, anything. I've had all kinds of folks mm-hmm. come through my office. Um, Wanting to buy in all kinds of different places and, and can qualify for all kinds of different um, amounts of loans. So just really, um, I think, you know, working with your credit, doing that before I send you off to Trent, right. before somebody, because then you can do all that work. Because, again, what you're saying, Trent, is not a... It's never a fast no. It's always a slow yes. Love exactly. It. But <laughs> we want to get... I think I mentioned know, that last time. Exactly. <laughs> we want to get you to, but we want to get you to Trent already ready to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that we're going to do is we're going to we're going to make sure that um we look at what's going on and say hey this is what you can do. We're going to work with you. We're going to pull that credit again, yeah. you know, in 6 months or whatever once you once you show that you've done the things that need to be done. Um and we're just going to make sure that, you know, we, we help you keep your eye on the prize yeah. and that you continue to do things that make sense, not only paying off credit, but we also want you to save money. We also want you to get into just the the whole paradigm shift when it comes to behavior when it comes to right. to buying a home because it's a little different because you can't you know call up your landlord that you are the landlord so if pipes <laughs> burst or <laughs> heat ain't working it's on you you're, you're, you're you gotta the have landlord. you gotta get you had to add a bread to be able to fix that so right. Um, right. but i mean credit like you said is very fluid it right. moves around so you know you could have i'm gonna tell y'all the truth before i started i was in the 400s like no way in the world nobody would they man if I went to Trinity probably just throw me out the office like that. Right. Get out of here. But I sat again, I sat down with somebody. Right. And said, what do I do? What well, do I do? And, and that's the thing. You 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 shouldn't be ashamed of it. It's it's a convoluted system. Um I've heard you know, just talking to 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 advisors and whatnot through the course of my work i've i've figured out that it is completely counterintuitive you you close one account to try to say all right i'm not using that anymore now it went down because you don't have as much credit anymore Mm -hmm. the other thing i heard is you know you try to pay off some of those outstanding things and and Somehow you reactivate it yeah. and mm-hmm. it hurts you. What I don't understand the system at all. Here's the point, though. <sighs> the homeownership advisors and the financial counselors understand this stuff and they can help you for free for you to figure it out. Don't try to do it yourself. It's Don't pay somebody to do it either. And Number one, do not pay anybody to fix your credit. <laughs> I don't care if your cousin Good has point. a booming credit repair business. That's great. <laughs> Everything they do. We can help you do for free, <laughs> free ninety nine. Do not pay anybody to do this. <laughs> true, true story. So, so um, let's let's see. I uh, the, 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 and then I wrote down something else here. Another thing that you run into is new immigrants and others which have no credit record yeah. at all, and no credit isn't good either. Right. Um, we can help build an established credit. I will tell you, Bill. Well. I have. I remember one particular household very vividly. They came in, they had no credit. Neither mm-hmm. one of the uh either they were it was a married couple. They listened, mm-hmm. they got a small credit card, mm-hmm. they spent about maybe 10% paid, you know, 5% back every month and kind of kept a little 5% balance, did a credit builder loan. I say nine months later, 
800 credit score. See? Not even joking. Like, yeah. legitimately had two yeah. lines of credit, did what they what we said you should do if you want to get in, and, and was ready. Yeah. Yep. Ready. Yeah. Probably were ready before that, but they waited till the nine months and said, let's They let's were do ready it. before that. Yeah. It's, it's the whole thing. And no credit. What is that? Right. Like, it's a thing. So yeah. a you got to go back to the history of credit, too. Yeah. And what was the true creation of credit was to buy products today yeah. and then pay for them later. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. That was the whole premise of credit and the history of credit. But how are we treating credit today? Mm. We're treating credit today as a day-to-day living expense. Mm. This is what I'm living on. I'm living on my credit. I'm earning points. I'm I'm, I'm getting cash back. Uh Uh, The promotion, yes, yeah. I mean, if you look at the commercials that are on TV today, it's, it's it's a huge campaign on promoting credit. But the one thing that they don't talk about is... Got to pay it back. Right, right. This is not free money, but right. they they have glamorized it uh, so heavily, especially, you know, in the community, mm-hmm. um, that we find ourselves opening up multiple credit cards and borrowing from one credit card to pay another yeah. credit card yeah. back. So it's, it's, what ends up happening is we fall into that credit trap, and now we have multiple credit cards, which now has an effect on your debt-to-income ratio. Yep. It has it in, now your scores are dropping, where now it starts to have an effect on your everyday life yep. and other opportunities right. uh, that you may be able to uh, to have because credit has an impact on mm-hmm. everything. It has an oversized you know, impact. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that credit score. If I can just, and I'll leave on this, yeah. the credit score has such an impact. That's why I like to say when you're in the 700 right. credit score, you're in the VIP club. Right, right. And that's a great club to be right. in because, again, it, it has such a positive impact on getting a job. Yeah, yeah. Insurance Even premiums, a job. Uh, mm-hmm. Homeownership yep. uh, uh, rates, you know, just yep. getting a great rate. Yep. Uh, your car uh, uh, APR or your car yeah. rate, et cetera. I mean, great credit scores. You know, you 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 get great things. So we we have to really, you know, and this is what I did for myself. You know, again, you got to go back to the the history of credit and live based on the history. Buy products today that you can afford yeah. and be able to pay it back, and but have that utilization at twenty to thirty percent based right. on your credit yep. line, and not have multiple yeah multiple credit cards that are maxed. Uh, right where you get maxed out right. and then you fall in for uh, to the credit trap because you right. know I experienced that as a young man myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and Trent, you alluded to this, and I wanted to talk to you about this too um and you've said this just because you have a credit score that qualifies you for a mortgage let's say six mm-hmm. i don't know the number specifically but 640 680 doesn't mean that you should settle for that score to launch your mortgage application because mm-hmm. you you could do a lot better rate wise maybe mm-hmm. with a credit score that's a little bit better so exactly. um tell us tell us how that works mm-hmm. so maybe like you know the difference between a more a, a half a point in your mortgage rate over thirty years is, right, is right. huge, right? Right, right. Okay, let's let's just look at it in this perspective. If again, everything is based and generated on your credit score. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a six forty credit score, now we're not here to tell you you can't get a mortgage, right? You know, but what product are you going to be qualified for? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you got let's just say six twenty to six forty, can you get a mortgage? Sure, you can, but you're limited. You have no options. Okay, so if you're at between 680 and 720 or 720 to 760, let's let's use the 720 to 760 yeah. example. Yeah. What do you have? You have options. Uh-huh. You know, I like to call it the smorgasbord of products. So mm-hmm. you're talking about options between providers or options between rates or both. You have options between providers. So let's say if you call a loan officer and the loan officer says, hey, give me your date of birth, social security number, which I'm not a fan of. Do not give that personal information to a voice, mm-hmm. you know, outside bar here. Meet with your loan officer. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. date of birth and your social security number, two of the most important numbers that identify who we are or who you are. Mm-hmm. Really Why good would point. you willingly right. just give that to a voice? Right. Don't do it. You know, meet with your loan officer. You have the power. Right. So when you're sitting with that loan officer and you know you've got because you've worked with a financial, uh, gone through a financial empowerment, you've worked mm-hmm. with one of the nonprofits, you know your credit score is 760. Mm-hmm. And that loan officer shoots out a pre approval for you and it says FHA. Not a bad product, 
Not a bad product, mm-hmm. but not the only product. Mm-hmm. So now you, as that first-time home buyer, can push back and say, wait a minute, Nelly. Mm-hmm. I got 760. What else you got? You got a conventional product at 3% down yeah, yeah. with no mortgage insurance? Does your bank offer a portfolio conventional product with no yeah. mortgage insurance? Yeah. Do you have access to home ready or home possible? Right, right. 3% down conventional with limited mortgage insurance. Right. Give me something more right. than just FHA. Yeah. You see, you with those higher credit scores, you got more options. Yeah, and, and this is really good because the homeownership advisor knows all those acronyms you just threw Mm -hmm. out and they can tell Mm -hmm. you the difference between you know having to pay mortgage insurance premium on fha as opposed to you know and how that works over time so again um the advisors can map this uh, can translate the software you map it out for you and and somebody like trent can give you a smorgasbord of options exactly you go to a you go to a buffet. Right. Right? I mean, we all go to, we've all been to a buffet. You got mm-hmm. all the eats. You got to ask your advisor. Right, Is that right, any good? Right, right, right. 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 You got steak, you got <laughs> shrimp, you got mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> Why not use that same concept right. for qualifying for a home right. mortgage? Right. Again, that's that power you're going to bring to the table right. with the higher credit score. So there are so many different uh, products. And this is where lenders, too, I got to call some lenders out. You got to understand your products. You got to be knowledgeable of your products, right? You know, let's not, let's not be in a, you know, in a quick rush, you know, to meet a quota. Right. You know, you know, that's why sometimes, you know, I I, I started off in sales and I, and I looked at this business Mm -hmm. as a sales position, but Mm -hmm. as I got older and I got more mature, Mm -hmm. I said to myself, no, I'm not a salesperson in the, in the real estate business. What I am, I'm a relationship builder. Right. I'm exactly. a relationship guy who wants to, you know, build a relationship with you and because I want to work with you in the future. I mm-hmm. want to work with your friends. I want to work with your family. Mm-hmm. And when you're building relationships and you're providing the right information and mm-hmm. then laying out the different products and programs mm-hmm. and, and showing them the different rates based on the program, mm-hmm. FHA can be, in today's market, it's 4.750. But a conventional rate is 5.625. But see, look where I'm going here. We're focusing on that rate, but what's right. the payment? Yes. What is the yes. payment? What is what can you afford to pay? That's a really you know? good, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's and that's where the home ownership advisor mm-hmm. starts from. Right. Mm-hmm. You're saying, well, I know you've been on Zillow. I know you've seen all right. those big, beautiful houses. Mm-hmm. I know that. <laughs> How much do you want to pay? Exactly. Right. Then exactly. we can work backwards from that. You know what this makes me think of, and, and we talked about this a little bit before, too. You know, you, you go into a car dealership and they say, well, how much can you afford? And then they build you a deal around that. Right, and right. that's not a good thing. Exactly. No. But this exactly. is different. This is, this, is, this is big time difference because, again, you know, affordability is so important because, again, we qualify you based on your gross income, mm-hmm. right? But you pay your responsibilities. You, right. pay, you pay your bills. You're going to pay your mortgage with your net. So, example, if your debt-to-income is 45% based on your gross, right? So then one of the questions that we have to ask ourselves is what is our lifestyle with that that, that the income ratio at 45% based on my gross, what do I enjoy doing, mm-hmm. right? So now take, take into consideration your net. So if I'm at 45% on gross, so really at net, I'm about 80% mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So really I'm only leaving myself 20%, right? 20% to maintain the rest of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm at 20% based on my net to make sure that my kids can still be in extracurricular activity. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm at 20% based on, can <laughs> I go to a movie or can I can I go out to eat? Can we still go on vacation? So the numbers don't lie. Yeah. This is why it's so important if we're going to move them, the needle mm-hmm. from 19 to 23% of home ownership for black black people in Minneapolis, we gotta, we've got to take uh, take a step back from ourselves and mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. instead of being at 45%, let me be at 40 instead of having an $1,800 mortgage payment, mm-hmm. maybe 1200 is going to be okay, mm-hmm. and maybe I got to buy in a pocket community mm-hmm. where I can build that community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where I can grow that community, but now I can afford this house, I can build equity, I can build uh, on the long term, mm-hmm. and be able to advance or build that house back up like 
the old, like our grandfather right. and our grandmothers used to yep. do right. when they bought a two-bedroom Rambler. But by the time we were 18 years old, it wasn't a two-bedroom Rambler. Yep. It was a four-bedroom home. Yep. Right. So, yep. again, sometimes you got to go back to the history yeah. to be able to do better in the present. Yeah. You know, so. You oh, know, I love that. It's about affordability and it's yes. about maintaining the lifestyle and sustaining that right. lifestyle. And like I said, the thing I said earlier, how are we going to have tomorrow money? If our mortgage is going, if our today money is just going to going our to mortgage. mortgage. Right, right. Nope. Really good point. But let's be clear on that myth. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got bad credit. I'll never be able to buy a house. Not true. There's free help. We can figure it out. Um, doesn't matter what situation you're in. So we would say myth busted. And yes. it's that last thing. It's never a fast no. It's always a slow yes. You get Home a fast no, a walk out. Yeah, and it's it's a journey, folks. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, walk the journey, and at the end of the day, oh, my goodness. Right. The, the excitement and the, right. the joy that you'll have for being a homeowner if you just take the right. time. Yes. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay, so the third myth. The third myth, and there's only four, so bear, <laughs> bear with us. The third myth we keep uh, we see keeping people away from considering home ownership. And by the way, these are myths that came up in community discussions. Yes. Mm -hmm. We didn't just make this up. Um, this is what came up in discussions about what keeps you from considering home ownership for yourself. Uh, that third myth um, revolves around income. So you might think you don't make enough to afford to buy your own home. But with rents as high as they are these days, I'd think if you can afford rent, you can probably afford a mortgage payment. Uh, what are the facts here, Trent? The facts are, you know, again, you know, what can you afford? You know, if you can afford an $1,100 monthly rent, you can afford an $1,100 mortgage. But I think the challenge, though, that we face, again, it's kind of what we talked about on the second myth. You know, it's, again, it's it's about buying what you can afford. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, Your dream home it, is it, the... It, the dream home is the home you can afford. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of sayings. He does. <laughs> he really does, y'all. A whole lot of tennis. <laughs> <laughs> That's 25 years in the business. Yep. So. No, they're good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, you know, again, you know, yes, if, you know, and again, you know, one of the questions that I, well, this is something that I think about a lot. So, mm -hmm. and it's just my thing, you know, if I'm talking to a person who has lived in uh, North Minneapolis mm -hmm. and you've been renting in North Minneapolis for, let's say, 10 to 15 years, you know, I'll ask you a question, you know, and I get it. You know, I know there's some, some challenges in North Minneapolis, mm -hmm. but there's no more challenges in North Minneapolis than anywhere else, you know. So so the point of my, my scenario, my story here is if you raised two kids in North Minneapolis and in the walls of where you were renting at for 10 to 15 years, did you ever have any challenges? Did the police ever come to your home? Did, uh, did, did anything ever bad happen to you while you were there for 10 to 15 years renting? Mm -hmm. Now you have an opportunity to be a homeowner in the same community because this is the area where you can afford and, 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 and maintain your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to take that opportunity. We want to go somewhere else mm -hmm. and live in another community or a suburb that I can't afford to live in, where I'm going to struggle to live in mm -hmm. when I have the opportunity to rebuild my community, to, to change the narrative yeah. on this particular block mm -hmm. and tell that the corporate landlord we're not going to take this anymore. We're taking our community back. We're going to we're going to buy in our community. We're going to we we can plant the flowers. We can have the green grass. We can we can build our equity and I can make myself rich. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. instead of continuing to make you right. rich. Mm -hmm. It's right. just something that I think about. Yeah. And it's something that I see so many times when I do consultations with uh potential uh home buyers right. uh that in in you know that just don't want to live in, in in the community. And I'm from the community. I'm from North High. I went to North High. I went to Franklin mm -hmm. Junior High. I went to Hall Elementary. Mm -hmm. I walked to school in junior high. I walked to school in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, and again, we were blessed. Mm -hmm. You know, my mother was a single lady and raised seven of us, and we were blessed. Again, nothing happened in our walls, and my mother's first home was in North Minneapolis mm -hmm. on Lowry. So just remember that. Think about that. Yeah. Build the community. In order for us to build in the, our community, we got to live yeah. in the community. Yeah. Really, really interesting, in, uh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, Portia, you have anything to add here about income and 
Thoughts on that? Um, like Trent was saying, I mean, if you can pay rent, and I look, and I'm, you know, I, I just immerse myself in all things housing. So uh-huh. I look uh-huh. at, you know, what folks are asking for these days. <laughs> And you can definitely purchase and own your own home <laughs> if you can pay $1,700 for a two-bedroom. <laughs> right. Just saying. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. And I know, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, maintenance and all. There are ways that you can afford to do that. You can save money. You can be, you know, home service plus. It's a great thing. I have it. Mm-hmm. And I just, have it too. <laughs> right. And just to bring it back, Trent, my house is behind Franklin and Hall. Oh. Right? They're outside my window. So just to bring it back, I'm open door too. But so um so I do I do echo that what you're saying because you know people are like oh we need to get out. No you don't. You need to you need to 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 be where you're at. You already planted the roots. Why not continue to see things blossom? Um but yeah what the what I think you know, again, if you're in a community where you're affording now, then you can't afford to buy. Mm-hmm. Even in this crazy uh, market, there are still affordable homes. I know in my neighborhood, there are affordable homes, you know, in the surrounding neighborhoods where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, you know, there are opportunities. It's just that you have to remember, too, that this is probably not the only house you're going to buy. Like, I know right. everybody wants to buy their dream house, but again, your dream house is the one you can afford. <laughs> so just know that, you know, people take their equity and then they take it to the next house, and then they take that equity, and they take it to the next house. Not everybody exactly. in uh, Southwest Minneapolis paid eight hundred, got an eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Some of them brought four hundred thousand dollars in mm-hmm. equity with them to be able to afford an eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar house. Mm-hmm. So just know that, um, you know, you just pouring into your your dwelling, you making sure you do the maintenance, you making sure um, that you know your kids ain't running wild in the neighborhood, will help, will keep the, the property values going up, which means you don't really have to do much, nothing, but what you already do to build equity. Exactly. That's exactly what you have to do. So, um, you know, again, you might be able to afford this right now, but that doesn't mean that in a couple of years, I'll just let you know, I bought my house for one fifty nine. My house is worth $300,000. Mm. All I've done is made sure that I kept my grass cut, and make sure, you know, everything, you know, is nice and we, you know, are good neighbors. That's all I've done to pay my mortgage. And let me ask you a question. And how many people that live in your neighborhood are also out there cutting their grass? Everybody. And making sure the grass, because it's a copycat world. You know, you don't want to be the household with the with the with the straw grass. No, that's true for me too. Right? No, you, you not want to be that. Right, right. Because <laughs> no. all the neighbors are gonna be looking at you like, Is he gonna cut his grass? Mm-hmm. What's going on with that person? You know, and 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 when you are a homeowner and you're building that community, you know, that's why it's so it's better to be a homeowner versus a renter because if there is a renter in the neighborhood that isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing and it's a crazy landlord, guess what? You got power. Mm-hmm. You got power. You can run those folks right up on out of that neighborhood. You can run that slumlord right up on out of there by just wait there, call the city. Mm-hmm. Just keep calling the city. You know, hey, this, there's, you know, there's, there's some shenanigans going on in that house. <laughs> We're just saying. Well, We're just saying. Right. No, it, it makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So income, uh, there's really not a magic number. So let's say that that myth is busted. So we have busted all four of those myths. Um, Actually, no, there's one left. Oh, no my more. goodness. <laughs> there's, there's one more. There's one left, but we've talked about it a lot already, and that is where does one even start because this process is yep. complicated. Yep. You heard Trent throw out so many acronyms, I couldn't keep up with them. <laughs> uh, and, and that is, you know, the homeownership advisors are there. They're available for anyone to guide you through this process. Their mm-hmm. services are free. Mm-hmm. There's a homeownership education uh, class that is um, uh, put together and certified by HUD and, mm-hmm. and, and the trainers are certified by us as a HUD intermediary mm-hmm. um, that'll teach you everything about the process from the loan application process to the inspection uh, to how to pick a realtor and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the advisors are one-on-one for you and they get right into your specific situation and they help you figure it out for you. So um, we'll see. What did I want to ask here? Um, actually, this is a good one. So you used to be a homeownership advisor. Tell us kind of how that works. What's a typical roadmap, maybe, uh, for someone that comes in wanting to buy a house but not knowing where to start? Yep. So, um, again, I just, you know, we just talk. Like, what what brought you here? Like, what what is it that you want to get out of this? Um, why do you want to buy a home? You know, what what is it that you're looking to do? Because 
as an advisor, I want to focus on that because in here in this process, you can really get sidetracked because it, it, it could get, you know, very convoluted and very, you know, weird. So um, just really having a conversation about, you know, what brings you here? What are you looking for? Are you looking um, for a bigger dwelling? Are you looking for a lower payment? What are you, What is it that you're you're wanting to do. So just starting off with that. And then again, leading with the payment. That's my number one thing has always been to lead with the payment and say, okay, so if you're comfortable with paying $1,250 or $1,300, whatever, right now interest rates are this. This is how much you have to pay down. You know, this is what you're interested in and down payment statements and whatnot. This is, you know, this is the number. This is, you know, an average of what you can buy. Mm -hmm. So is this something that you, you know, is that, a price range that you're looking at, you know, sometimes it's, yeah, that's, that's great. That's actually more than what I thought I, you know, mm -hmm. would need. Mm -hmm. So it's great when we have that conversation. Sometimes it is, you know, they might have to scale back a little bit, but I just leave with the payment because I want, I tell my, I used to tell my clients all the time, I'm not paying your mortgage. Like, right. ain't going right. to pay right. the real estate agent. At the end of the day, when that comes in the mail the first time, you mm -hmm. are on the hook for it. So I want you to mm -hmm. understand that you should be comfortable with whatever it is that you're going to pay, be paying. Mm -hmm. So starting with that, you know, looking at the budget and saying, okay, you know, a lot of times people just, you know, like me, if somebody asked me today to write down a budget, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to yeah, just, right? know, well, then what I think I, what I think I make, what I, what I think I, I, um, I am spending. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I say, you know what? I see this, but what I want you to do is, I don't care if you use receipts, an app, your debit card, I want you for the next 30 to 60 days, you know, put down everything that you make and right. then put down everything that's coming out because I'm not going to count that caribou that I just bought this morning because I don't do that all the time, but maybe I do it more than I think I do. <laughs> so just making sure that you understand what's important to you and maybe there need to be some spending tweaks. Like a budget is not a bad word. Mm -hmm. You call it whatever you want to call it, but guess what? It just means... What's coming in, what's going out. Mm -hmm. And we all got that going on, no mm -hmm. matter what you call it. So just making sure, um, you know, sometimes people do decide at some point that maybe mm -hmm. homeownership isn't right right now because of right. the things they have going on. Maybe you have daycare costs that are very expensive. Um, maybe the area that you want to move into is not, you know, within your, your income right now, but it could be later. It so could just, be it could be inventory these days. Inventory right, right. is at this point, like I'm so glad I bought my house mm -hmm. right, right now. I'd be like, you know what? I don't even, you know, I, I mean, we will help you, but I'm just saying it is very difficult right now. Um, so just it's not going to be that way forever. No, it's no. not going to be that. You know, it ebbs and flows. It has, its, you know, has mm -hmm. its peaks and valleys. So it's going to be, you're going to get the house that you're supposed to get. Mm -hmm. um, but just really, you know, with the one-on-one, -on -one, they really look at your specific situation and they talk about you specifically because, you know, your cousin, your brother, your sister, they bought their house, whatever, they use such and such, but... We really want to make sure that this works for you and that mm -hmm. you're comfortable and not, you know, having buyer's remorse once you're closed and you're right. like, oh, my goodness, it's I got to be sustainable. Exactly. Exactly. So um, that's why we work with partners that also understand that. So when I send, when I brought a client to Trent, you already know what didn't happen before. Mm -hmm. You know, all the pre-work that has happened before, we make sure that we want to send you to a lender once you're ready. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, not only on paper, but really, you know, mentally too, because it's a lot of work. So um, just doing that, and then we will work with you through the whole process. A lot of us do the um, um, home stretch, which is the um, the education, yep. the education, yep. 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 So a lot of us do um, also teach that. So just we 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 will definitely walk with you through the entire process and even beyond. After you close, we can also help you with, um, you know, maintenance type stuff. We have uh, PRG, which I'm still on the board with them. They um do some um, just going around the house showing people how things work. Like, other than your your yeah. uh, inspection, when do you ever have somebody uh, right, right. like, hey, you should tune this up in the summer or mm -hmm. winter or whatever. Yeah. So um, we will, you know, continue to work with you after the fact with the finances and all that. And if you ever get into trouble where something happens where you're not able to make a payment, we can um, definitely help you with that and kind of work with the lender or maybe mm -hmm. there's some resources right now. There are a lot of resources available for folks that have been affected by COVID. So don't be afraid to ever reach out to um, a homeownership um, counselor agency for anything homeownership because you never know um, where resources out there. You never know how they can assist you. And sometimes it just takes that initial. Right. So again, the process is daunting, but we can help you through all that. Right. And then we can also help you afterwards. So and just here, you're, you're exactly right. And I should make this point too. If you are, uh, if you own your home and you run into trouble because of 
COVID or whatever, whatever. happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of our work is for foreclosure for prevention. Mm-hmm. And um, there are so many options there as long as you reach out early. Yes. If you reach out late in the process, there are very few options left. Mm-hmm. Um, also, right now with, with COVID, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of programs out there that can maybe help financially too. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I just want to make sure folks know that. So uh, myth number four, um, what is this process and how, do you, how can you do it? I can't do it by myself. Myth busted because mm-hmm. we've got people that can, uh, that can help you and guide you right through it. It's free, available to anyone in Minnesota. Um, And uh, if you want to um, find an advisor, go to our website. It should be on the screen there. Yep. HOCMN.org. Just click on buying a home and it'll show you where to find classes, where to find an advisor and all that kind of stuff. Um, Another thing we'd be remiss and not discussing would be the why behind home ownership. Why do we push this so hard? Mm-hmm. Why is ownership better than renting? Um, what's the reasoning here? Trent, Portia, what do you, I mean, you've kind of talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit, but uh, you're, you're, you're not paying your landlord anymore. You're paying yourself. Well, How does that not, work? Well, yeah, you're not making somebody else rich. Yeah. You're making yourself rich. You're building wealth within your family structure. Yeah. But to be you clear, know? if you pay, you know, $1,500 to your mortgage, you didn't just give yourself $1,500. That's got to cover no. interest in these right, other Right, right, right. Because you got, you've got four elements of your payment. Yep. Tell us about so that. you've got principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And in some case, I like to call it the fifth beetle, <laughs> mortgage insurance there or you PMI, PMI. Yeah. <laughs> private well, mortgage insurance. Well, then there's a sixth one because then you've got HOA. Oh, well, well, yeah, yeah, true. If you're living in a town, the home, other HOA, there, there, right? There's, yeah, a, there's, there's the homeowner, the the homeowners association payment as well. So, yep. but again, you're 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 paying a mortgage. You're building equity mm-hmm. within your home, and again, you're not renting. Right. So when you're renting, you're building no equity. Nice. You're building no wealth. Right. You know, within the within your four walls. But as a homeowner, as a homeowner, you know, you're building wealth. And now you can start to have conversations of extending that wealth, even though you should have that conversation, even if you're renting about life insurance, mm-hmm. you know, about other uh, other elements of wealth building within the family structure, um, you know, that you can build wealth. And that is having some life insurance policies, a 401 k retirement, uh, IRAs, uh, stock, uh, four, I said 401k. So you you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm, (laughs) you know, mm -hmm. but, but, but again, these are conversations we don't have and we got to start having them, you know, because again, you know, building wealth as a homeowner is one element, one element, one element. There's multiple elements. And then there's the conversation with our, with our heirs, with our kids, you know, uh, and then for them to continue that conversation moving on and on and on, you know, mm-hmm. um, generational wealth, you know, doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes, it takes time. It takes years. Takes it takes generation. It takes generation. That's why they call it generational <laughs> right. wealth, right. you know, but, but again, in order for us to, to do it, we got to be able to sit at the table. Yeah. And, and that's why it's so important. You got to, you, you got to, if you're not doing it, you, you got to start mm-hmm. to get it off the, Get it off the yeah, ground. You know, find out, you know, talk to, you know, you know, again, you know, you know, when you, we buy a house and we say, we're going to have this big write off because of the interest. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they don't mess the taxes yeah. up, you know, when you're homeowner, you, right. that interest isn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they change that. We that. Think, right. I mean, unless you know, you're maybe, writing off a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, right, right. Maybe we can talk to the legislators, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're, if, if we're really serious about this, let's start changing some of those yeah. tax laws, right. yeah. you know, when it comes to, you know, being able to write off again, yeah. a portion of your interest to be able to get something back. So you can put that money into another other uh, right. uh, account, you know, to continue that generational wealth mm-hmm. uh, building within the family. Let's look at let's look at Porsche's um, situation here. Let's say I think you said you bought your house for like one sixty or something, mm-hmm. and now it's worth let's say three hundred. Mm-hmm. So there's that one forty, yep. and then there's the amount of principal that you've paid down right. over mm-hmm. what seven mm-hmm. years. Which I will just let y'all know is a very sad amount, and you'll be sad when you see it. But it's okay mm-hmm. because it'll That's- turn around. But it's very big at the end, but exactly. it's something. And, and renting is nothing. nothing. So, uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not magic, but right. uh, it's, it's going to make a big difference.
years over time. Mm-hmm. And that's what all these things do. They're and then the other time. thing I'll add, too, is talk to, you know, an insurance person mm-hmm. or an accountant right. or somebody uh, where if, if there was an untimely death, you know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. is, there, is there a certain policy where you can have your mortgage paid off. Right. right. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there are policies out and there. And they are out there. You know, I mean, there's an umbrella <laughs> policy, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it might cost you an extra $25 a month. So, mm-hmm. again, it's it's about being that, having that discipline mm-hmm. and, and, and understanding what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, I would rather have peace of mind instead of, you know, buying an $8 cup of right. coffee every day. Right. So that $8 cup of coffee that I'm not buying anymore, right. I have used that to open up a policy right. to make sure my mortgage is paid off in case of an untimely right. death where yeah. my son is going to you know would be in a in a great position yeah. as far as having some some wealth right. you know uh for himself where he can build uh for his future you got to teach this stuff in the schools cuz oh, yeah. you, yeah. you don't yeah. know yeah. you don't know any of this yeah no. yeah no you know? and we learn this just by being in the business right just you know? by seeing by, what's going on and i learned it by listening to you guys trial and error trial and error so well that is uh, that we we've we've talked a lot. It's a lot of information. Hopefully, we've made our case that homeownership is possible. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in exploring it for yourself or your family, uh, we can help. I want to thank you guys, Portia and Trent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, join us next time when we will be bringing in the president of the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, Twin Cities Chapter, to discuss the 2022 State of Hispanic Homeownership Report. It's an annual report released each April, and we'll see what the trends are telling us in this er this, uh, area. I want to acknowledge our sponsors, uh, Associated Bank, Chase, Midwest One Bank, Old National Bank. Thanks to each of these organizations, um, all active participants in the Homeownership Opportunity uh, Alliance. And uh, thank you um, all for your support. So, can I throw a challenge out there? Throw a challenge out there, Trent. Because I'm looking at all the sponsors. Here, yes, yes. And all the sponsors are banks. Yes, that is true. So, I would like to throw a challenge out there to the brokers. All right. To the real estate brokers. All right. Get on board. All right. Well, you heard it here. <laughs> and if you want to do that, just uh, drop me an email. My name is Bill. It's super easy. Bill at hocmn.org. Um, anyways, thank you very much. Thanks for doing this. And that's all we got for this week.